0: Twelve hands in a row, Dukes, you son of a bitch, nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the Big Silly, Chad Dukes, Charlie O'Pill, Alpha, Delta, yeah, Dukes, dig it! There but for the grace of God, it was me. Well, the nickel-sized hell, I and the damage can wins. We rode over
2: New York never let us back in We blew out the lights Kicked the windows in And when the law showed up Said they're gonna have to take us in they get scared of my music mm-hmm. Is that buzzing just in my cans? Are you hearing that also? I'm not getting any buzzing in All my right. cans Might be time for some new headphones I can't even tell you how long I've had these. I had these on the... These are my radio headphones. Do you need a little less or a little more? No, no. It's just that there's like a buzzing in the right ear. So I just want to make... I, look, I don't care. I just want to make sure it's... I can handle it. It's just... I don't want it, listeners to have to deal with it. That's all. Yeah. No, but I... I, I think these were... Because I didn't wear... i trying to fucking remember. When I was at home doing the show from home. My radio show that I was fired from. Um... I used a whole different rig. Like I had a whole different setup. The fucking thing, the bag they gave me with the uh, Comrex had headphones in it. So I think these are my headphones from when so I've been I've been fired for a year almost and then I was doing the shows from home for had to be almost a year. Maybe not that long, but I'm trying to remember the last time I was in the studio. And I I don't can I can't remember. Anyway, I don't know. I've only known you to have those headphones. I know, right? Well, these are, like, my go-tos. Like, I just order a new pair of these. Because, like, you can fucking... You go down the headphone rabbit hole. It's just ridiculous. Like, I remember when Beats first came out, and I'd watch the Ham and Eggers weekenders come in. They all had Beats. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, you're not gonna... No one is going to be impressed by that.
3: Very strange. Uh, but these are, like, 50 bucks on fucking, you know. Right, RadioShack or yeah, whatever it is. Like, you can get like forty dollar Audio Technicas, and they'll do the same thing. Well, that's why I don't
2: understand the 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 AirPod phase everyone is in, where they're buying these earbuds that are like expensive, and you just lose them constantly. I have my my head my. Uh, my headphones i put the, the buds in because you can't problem is when you're exercising like you can't wear headphones like this that go over your ear your ears just get all sweaty it's disgusting they fall off yeah well i mean i don't even worry about that like these are tight enough where i feel like if i was wearing these and had them hooked up to my phone i could i would be fine lifting weights but fucking th- those little stupid air- airpods not airpods earbuds that come with the fucking phone they're constantly popping out of my ear and so that's why I've always been terrified to even try the wireless headphones because I just don't understand. Do they just not pop out of people's ears? Do people's ears work better than
3: mine? They pop. They they fall out of my ears all the time. So, so what do you uh, do? Because they hit the floor, right? Don't yeah, they, they roll all over the place? They hit the floor. I mean, I might. I mean, for the people whose ears they fit perfectly. Who are those it, people? I don't know. Who are these people? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. To, I think some people get like the rubber grippers to put on the uh, AirPods The rubber also. grippers? Yeah, so it stays in there better. I, I prefer actually the, the corded because yeah. if I'm talking to someone I can just put the cord over my ear instead of having to take them out and then oh, just that's hold a weird
2: them. look. That looks like you're trying to flex that you have headphones. Like that's kind of a weird bit when people drape the head, the thing over the ear.
3: Yeah, but in the gym it's way more convenient to do that than to do than to Then you're just sitting there walking around with your with your earbuds, not knowing you can't do anything with your hands. Then
2: the one good thing about me deciding to try to exercise again now that I've been uh, canceled and slipping slowly into obscurity is that nobody comes up to me in the gym to talk anymore. Like back when I was, you know, I mean, this would be years ago, as I've worked out in years, you know, people would want to come up every once in a while and say, hey, uh, that doesn't happen at all. So the one cool thing is when I go to that stupid gym around the corner, like I don't talk to anybody i have never said what i don't talk to the people that's another good thing about the gym now with covid and covid's not good i want to make sure it's a controversial opinion i want to make sure i'm saying that at the top but there are some there is some good that's come of it And one is you don't have to interact with anyone at the gym you go and then you walk right the fuck in i don't speak to anybody i don't ask to work in on any fucking machines i just i do my thing and i get out of there i've never spoken to one person I, i signed up on the internet I signed up and bleep. I've never had to speak to one person there. Oh, that's nice. It's I had,
3: fabulous. I did do like a, a 15 minutes uh, registration at my new gym where I was just sitting there talking to the guy. I mean, he was nice, but I'm like, you
2: should just say no. Like, what I've learned with gyms is if you goon hand them, they won't fuck. They'll bend over. Like if they say you have to come in and cancel your membership, you say no, cancel my membership right now, and they'll fucking do it. They just like to go through all that stuff because people are nice and they'll put up with the bullshit. It's a way for them to sell other things to you like upgrade. They have this thing called the black membership at the the gym. I go to where it's like, well, you can get access to the tanning beds and you can get fitness classes. I don't want to interact with any of you people and I certainly don't want to lay in a bed filled with other people's sweat. You cram it up your cram hole the floor. I'm going to go in here, be miserable for an hour, leave, and then eat all the calories back that I just burned. Welcome, everybody, to the Chad Duke Show. Appreciate you guys checking out the program today. I'm your host with the most Chad Dukes, joined, as always, by the Great Falls Sasquatch, the hooting Colossus, the Mahi Mahi Mangler Gigantor. Did you see there's some new fan art for you, Gigantor, up on the Instagram for the show? I did, yes. Yes, yes. I'm, I get fan art sent over all the time for you. You are people's muse. People like you. They're inspired by you. Um, and I think that's a good thing. I hope one day you look at that like it, uh, is something beneficial in your life. I ju-
3: now it I does infer you're going out to Winchester. To- is this a picture of me from the video promoting the water cooler? I didn't take, are these clown shoes who made this? <laughs> Oh, Mato Berry. Oh, yeah. I still remember. You, you, you know what? Okay. Here's what I'll do for Mato oh, Berry. No. What is going on now? You know what? I've actually had some listeners that have found my Instagram. Are and, these clown shoes? And Mato Berry in my request. You yeah, see yeah. That? yeah. Yeah, I did see it. Okay. Delete. Oh, I just watched you delete his name. From the personal.
2: Oh, that's horrible. That's horrible. Well, I, mean, aren't you, I thought you're keeping your private life private and your professional performing <laughs> life professional and performing.
3: I've done my best. But that's, you they know, they that's strike you. two
2: from Mattoberry. Uh, they find you out there. I tell you what, we don't have a lot of listeners, but the ones we do have are resourceful. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> thanks for checking the show out. Thanks for all the fan art. Uh, send it over to me. Tor does not like it. You might get deleted off of his personal Instagram, but if you send it over there. Um, but it was all I did was I posted a little plug uh, tonight. Hit the music, tour. Ah, look at you. That was so quick. My God. It's almost like you knew that it was coming. Tonight is the first ever Harvest Hootenanny. Chad Duke Show Harvest Hootenanny. Awesome preview. Spectacular. That's right. We're going live on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Chad Duke Show for a Hootenanny. But it's going to be a special one. The Tube is going to be in here. Yeast is going to be in here. We're going to be sampling things, trying things, all the latest Halloween and fall beverages foods talking movies talking well talking the season i'm very excited for that it's my favorite time of the year i think it's most people's favorite time of the year and uh finally today still humid as a motherfucker outside tour because i guess that's just what our burden is and our curse in this area but it did drop down out of the 80s thank god so hopefully we're heading in that direction at some point. The second summer bit that I guess has become a social media thing. Have you seen that this year? Yeah, I saw it. First time I've seen that. And by the and everyone's just acting like that's been around forever. But there's some meme going around saying, Oh, you forgot about second summer. Fuck you. It's fucking th- third week in September. I'm ready for this shit to be over with. So we're going to start it
3: tonight. Um, she's aggressive, isn't she? I don't like her.
0: I don't, him? I don't like him either. Do you like
3: him? Well, actually, I didn't mind him. The girl I don't like. She's too disturbing for you. It's too much. It's too much for me. What <laughs> about that. That. So, that one right there? So is this like a jazz troupe? Is that what they do? Huh? The, 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 the Halloween spooks. What's what the name of the song? Or the So the, the group, I saw a picture of them when I was right. getting the song. It's just like three people. Is right. this just what they do? Yeah, this is what they do.
2: They just do this nonstop, and they're always doing it. We just open up the door and peer in on them about, you know, this time of the year, every year, but they're constantly doing it. Like, we can start checking on them throughout the season if, you like, no problem here. When is Donnie G coming back, by the way? When does he
3: start? Does he start Monday? Donnie G? Yeah, Geronimo. Oh, I... Well, let, me just, let me get an update here. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> still too... You're yeah. still too... I thought Donnie to. G was one of, the, one of the people in this damn... In this... <laughs> in this <laughs> troop? In the, yeah, in this... No,
2: I think Geronimo is starting on uh, Big 100 in the near future. I just want to check it out. Anyway, tonight is the Hootenanny. Tor is now looking at his second brain, so I will continue hosting the show. Um, We hope you check it out. It'll be fun. Uh, It's a live entertainment, FREE, and if you become a Facebook supporter, which uh, you can click the supporter hub right there on the Facebook page, you can stream that video whenever you like. There's some fun stuff up there. The DLC episode we did. Uh, What else? We did another bonus episode last week. I forgot what it was. Uh, Pump Radio. Pump Radio was a big hit. We have to go round two on Pump Radio at some point in the
3: near future. I think there's a sword show up there also. There's a bunch of stuff.
2: There's a bunch of uh, fastest hour radio, stuff like that. So uh, check it out. You want to become a Facebook sport. It's very easy to do. Did you watch the, uh, the football last night, Gigantor? I watched the whole game. You watched the entire game, tape to tape. Ta- tape to tape. I watched uh, most of the game. Uh, my d- attention was diverted when uh, somebody, that, a guest in my home, threw a fucking hissy fit and started screaming and yelling and cursing at me, and then left. Which tends to happen to me. Uh, t- trust me. I d- I don't believe that I am without blame whenever one of these things happens. But uh, so I was. My my attention was um, diverted for a minute or two. But uh, I watched the whole game tape to tape as well. Of course, the uh, Washington, formerly uh, the artists, formerly known as Redskins, uh, beat the uh, New Jersey Football Giants thirty to twenty nine. Um, I, I this would be a game I would have been very grateful for this game tour if I was still doing the job that I used to do because this is a game that you can talk about for a week and a half yeah. because there's so much you can take out of a performance like this because. I could very easily sit here and spin this into that game, not only meaning absolutely nothing for Washington, but actually being a bad thing for Washington. Because they 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 were playing maybe the worst team in the NFL. They could do nothing to get that team off the field. I mean, the defense... I have been saying this now for a season and a half. Ever since this whole four first rounders, we're so deep, we're going to get after it. I wouldn't trade Chase Young for Justin Herbert. They're not very good, Um, and they don't get a lot of pressure. And that was Daniel Jones last night and Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton It ain't exactly a bunch of world beaters, and the only reason why you were granted the opportunity to win that game is because somebody jumped off sides at the end after your kicker missed the game-winning field goal. Now, I could then spin around completely on the other side of that argument if I needed to, and I'm just giving you my play-by-play as a host, not as someone who watches football, and say, hey, you got to play the schedule that's in front of you. That's a divisional opponent. They beat you all the time. Um, Although I do believe I saw a stat that Daniel Jones has never won a primetime game. Um, you had every opportunity to lose that game after there was the, uh, the, 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 big, um, Bradbury pick, uh, right. When he stepped in front of Terry McLaurin, uh, to be able to get a three and out, get that team off the field and put yourself in a position to win. Like that's, you know, there's some positives here to build on Taylor Heineke. looked good. If there'd be another way to to position that as well. I think somewhere in the middle lies the truth as it often does, um, I, I don't know how you can I don't know how you can watch this defense tour and not be underwhelmed if you're a Washington fan. I mean you were just you were given um I think you've been sold a bill of goods. Either it is the scheme, which I think is possible, or it is the talent we have overvalued the talent, which I think is possible. You have a vaunted Ron Rivera defense here. I mean, this is what he does, and he gives up nearly four hundred yards again to one of the worst teams in the NFL, if not the worst team in the NFL. And I think that's, it's fine. You can go out there against divisional opponents and you can stub your toe and you still find a way to win. And, and trust me, two, one and one is way better than the conversations you'll be having with two and a, uh, like looking at uh oh, and two yeah. after losing to these two teams at the beginning of the year. Um, but, but they just don't seem to have a lot of answers and I don't know if you're giving up 100 yards. I know Daniel Jones is more athletic than, than most people think that he is. Um, I don't know what they're doing with that fucking offense. Like the Giants just seem to not really know whether they are coming or going. But even without a 100% Saquon Barkley, and keep that in mind, by the way, I don't, I don't know what's still wrong with Saquon Barkley, but he got 13 carries. You know, like if that guy would have doubled that, if it's a normal workload, he's over 100 yards and he probably is your MVP of the game. You probably lose by two scores. So I I think it's a very difficult thing to suss out. What I feel very comfortable saying Tor. Is that I think Taylor Heineke should be able to start the rest of the year. I know they brought in Fitz, and but the, he's a gamer and he's exciting, and the fans like him and the teammates like him, and you're not going anywhere. This this isn't a playoff team. The only way this is a playoff team is if there's another seven and ten division champion in the NFC East, and I just think I think the Cowboys are better than that, and it, it might be the case that the Eagles are better than that. They might be better than we thought too. So if I'm looking at this, I feel very comfortable two weeks in saying Redskins aren't as good as people thought they were going to be. Um, they certainly aren't moving in the direction that I thought that they could potentially at, do after that Tampa Bay um you know the face-off they had with them in the postseason I thought there was some growth there um and I think you really need to start t- giving a long hard look as to why that defensive line I think Matt and I just got hurt last night too yeah why they're not nearly as effective as you thought they were going to be.
3: Well, I, I saw a lot of the uh, the shared sentiment of the the defense being as overhyped as a defense has ever been right. before the season. So I don't think you're alone on that. From I, I know Jeff Schwartz tweeted that out. A couple of the barstool guys uh, were tweeting that out a, a good amount that the defense just was not what it was sold but, as. But I
2: think you can say that without being hysterical. Like you can yeah. say, "Hey, I don't know if this defense is as good as everybody's saying." Without you know, completely crushing them and doing the hot takery on social media. And that's kind of where I was coming from before the season began.
3: Oh, I completely uh, agree. And then one thing, it's the – we are deep enough into the NFL now where we should be able to understand how to defend a read option. Right? It's not that hard. If you're a defensive end, you have one role to play. If you're the linebacker, you have another role to play. If those two guys can just effectively do what they're supposed to do, then you get the tackle and they get maybe two yards. But if you start playing hero ball and you start trying to tackle both the running back and the quarterback, which you can't always do, then you're going to get stuck and you're going to get give up a first down. Right. So that was irritating for me, seeing Daniel Jones go for 20 yards pretty casually because guys wanted to play hero ball and try to get the TFL, when you could easily give up two yards for a read option play. It, it's a simple scheme to defend. If it's ran effectively, you're running it based on human error for the defensive end and the linebacker that's supposed to have the running back and the quarterback, and then They understood that Washington was going to have that error. They just knew it, and they did it all night.
2: Yeah, whenever they seem to need to pick up a first down, it seemed pretty – and that's, by the way, that's back-to-back weeks. It's just when they need a first down, it's there. And, um, you know, a lot of people made the obvious Graham Gano jokes, but it's just funny that you're sitting there having so many kicker issues over the years, and that guy's, you know, hitting all of his kicks. I think he's – I mean, I forgot how many he's hit in a row, but it's some astronomical (laughs) – about he's having a heck of a season. Yeah. A couple of positives. Uh, Taylor looked good. And if you look at his, I I think I took a picture of it. Homer McFanboy actually compiled uh, his stats for since he's been playing. What was it? Oh, Taylor Haneke has played in four games for Washington since signing with the football team last season. In those four games, he's completed 83 of 124 passes. For 901 yards, five touchdowns, two picks, and a 121.9 QB rating. It's pretty good. Now, he's not going to go out there and, and probably win you a lot of games because there's, the production's not there. But um, I feel bad for Terry. And Terry reminds me a lot of Santana. Um, and I got pretty close to, to Santana while I was doing the show, and I talked with him quite a bit. I, I like him a lot. Um, and he has a really positive outlook and a really good look um, at life. And I remember it was when he first signed on with the show I think there were still rumors that he could be coming back and playing football and I, I remember asking him do you ever wonder like if you could have just been a slot receiver for New England for three seasons like what your numbers could be he's like yeah I'd be in the hall of fame <laughs> you know it's just like it's like one of those things where I look at that I look at Terry and the production Terry's putting up with just the detritus at the quarterback position and the fact that this team no matter what they do, tour, whether they sign guys, whether they trade for guys, whether they draft guys, or they draft multiple guys, they can't get it right. They can't get the quarterback position right. And I'm looking at what Terry's doing and what he's doing it with. And I'm just seeing Santana where I'm like, he's going to be fucking great, but he could be, you know, one of the greats. He great. a Hall of Fame. They're handing him his jacket and his bust. If he just had Vinny Testaverdi, you know, if he just got to play fucking. I mean, name a D, if he's playing with Baker Mayfield, you know, like I'm not even talking about a top you know, seven or eight type of guy. Um, He's just spectacular. And the the catches he makes, the catch he made uh, week one where he kind of like jumped up and went behind the defender and grabbed it. And you thought the guy picked it off. And it's just like, well, how the fuck did you even do that? Um, As tremendous as what he's doing now is it's tough for me as a somewhat negative person not to think of it in those terms.
3: I could see that. And then uh, I I saw a lot of shit for. Heineke on that on the interception late in the game, whereas right. I, I guess technically he didn't have to throw the ball. That's a play call for 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 me. That's a play call issue that late in the game with why uh, are they throwing the ball exactly, first of all. when Gibson is averaging I think he was averaging like five yards a carry that game. Well they don't like Antonio Gibson, is what I I guess I've not.
2: figured out because he only had thirteen carries and I just keep getting told that he's Christian McCaffrey and he had two catches. Like, you'd be fired if you targeted Christian McCaffrey, what, three times, I think, through the air, which is what he got. And they love – I know McKissick had the one big play, and God bless him, but the only people that want to see J.D. McKissick out there are Ma and Pa McKissick. Like, I I don't know what happens. Gibson is supposed to be the guy that he doesn't have to come off the fucking field, right? You know, third down, he's there. Pass protection, he's there. He's fucking, you know, first and, you know, five after a false start, he's there. Like, I I don't get it. They're seeing something that I don't. I think you're right. And also, guys jump routes. I mean, how much money? Yeah, I mean, br- how much money did they pay fucking James Bradbury to come over to that team? And he's been getting, by the way, beaten like a goddamn stepchild the whole goddamn fucking afternoon. And he jumped the route, and he, you know, it was one bad play. But I'm with you.
3: I don't think you put that team in that position in that moment if you're calling those plays. Why would you? And also, if you're that conf- if your defense is that good, and say something happens, and you drain it down to a minute, and you punt it, and and they're back on their twenty, right? You're supposed to have a legendary defense that can be able to to make that stop when you need it to. That's what you're. That's what you're selling people on. So you should be pretty confident in the idea that even if you don't get that first down with Gibson running it two times, right. a minute with that defense, you should be just fine with, with how they have been portrayed. Uh, to the fans and to everybody else that's watching the NFL. Does
2: Jason Garrett get fired before Joe Judge? Oh, God. Um, See, it wouldn't surprise me if like week four or five and they don't have a win, they just say, fuck this and, you know, call us if you want Saquon and whatever else. I mean, I don't know how much they have to offer, but I mean, this was a team that was signing people in the offseason like they were ready to, to contend, and they're not ready to contend.
3: You see, I don't think Garrett called a bad game. I think that Daniel Jones had a, a awful error when he took a sack on third down. When it was a, a design play that Garrett wrote up, here's a quick screen, it'll get you the first down. Right. Daniel Jones didn't even look at the flat uh, for the screen. It probably would have gone for 20 yards, actually. I'm just asking, then, do you
2: think Judge has got the hand to have a sacrificial lamb before his head gets lopped judge off? Judge goes first. Yeah, I, I would say that's inevitable at this point. I mean... I don't know if he has the locker room. I don't know how you can after a loss like that, especially when there was as many. I mean, think about how many times Daniel Jones was left out to fucking dry with all the penalties and the bullshit. I mean, he had this one touchdown run negated. I mean, there was a sloppy play that was costing them uh, points all afternoon. I mean, they. I don't know who would watch that game and say Washington is clearly the better team. I, I don't know how anyone could say that. And, and the Giants are... They're a really bad team um, but it's fun to have you know Thursday night game and it was a good game I mean it was if you didn't have a rooting interest it was a lot of it was a firefight it was back and forth they're going up and down the field and I liked it very much uh, did you get my text about um, some of the
3: wagering that took place last evening I did get your text. I was ready to to lock in and, and really get some bets in. I like the over, Over right. hit. So that's, uh, that's that's it is good. It's one over for, for tour. That's uh, a good one. And then uh, I had that one too, by the way. Yeah, just saying that. I know we we had a basically a week long discussion about, well, about taking the over before yesterday's. You, you had a really good line. I said I said for
2: the over because over started. I think it opened at forty and then it moved to forty one. Yeah. And I and I was like, you still like the over? And you're like, if two NFL teams can't score forty one points, then what are we even doing here? Yeah. <laughs> I was the same way, man. It started slow too. Like I think it was uh, seven to seven, moving into the second corner. I'm like, oh, we're gonna get we're gonna get corn-holed here. Um, but the the line moved to I think Washington was two and a half, and then it moved to three and a half. And actually, right before kickoff, it hit four on my bookie. And oh, by boy. the way, uh, use the promo code uh, Dukes 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 on mybookie.ag, and they'll match your first deposit. Uh, I, I was throwing cash all over my bookie last night. Um, you could get them at four. And I was like, I got him at three and a half and felt pretty good about it. Because I just, I don't know how you can favor, Washington, if they are more than one point favorite again for the remainder of the season, I will look at the boys in the desert and arc a questioning eyebrow.
3: The one thing I was worried about when I'm looking at the over, I'm like, it was, I was driving yesterday during the downpour. Right. And obviously it went super smoothly driving in DC with all that rain. Uh, don't sat miss at, that. Sat in an intersection for, I think, 12 minutes. Was late. <laughs> you can To where I needed to be because of jackasses in BMW. Sure. Uh, but it was—I uh, I thought that it was going to be s- no footing. Nobody's going to be able to throw the ball. I thought the rain was going to continue. I'm like, oh no? boy. i'm glad the the rain stopped at least and we got that over to hit
2: they aired it out uh hit the over and then i parlayed it with the giants covering and then bet them both straight up as well nice tidy little sum last night we actually gave our picks out we're going to start doing that on thursday's episode so if you guys are interested um i've I've been doing really well i don't know why (laughs) really good in the gambling department uh so go check it out thursday's episode you can subscribe of course on show.com but i guess the big game this weekend is
3: uh Kansas City Baltimore on sunday night correct it is that was one of the big uh the big selling for the or not big selling it was one of the big games that was being promoted before the season even started sure and, um, and Kansas City is going to win by by 20
2: yeah i would agree i i think um it's weird watching a team like Baltimore cuz i remember when the Atlanta Hawks like i would say in the mid 2000s maybe even later than that 2010s they just always were good enough to be the four seed. Like, yeah. every fucking year, like, India could win a playoff series, but you just knew that that was it. And I'm like, well, what do you do? In that moment, do you have the balls to say this ain't good enough? Like, do you have the balls to say we're going to go to the playoffs and get that playoff money and that playoff revenue and we're good enough to sell jerseys and put people in seats? Like, there's a lot of boxes being checked when you're... And, and, and Baltimore... To put it in context, you know, Atlanta is a transient city, so you don't have as many Hawks fans just because everybody's moving to, to go to move there. Nobody's moving to Baltimore. It's a dirty, rotten city. Um, so they're really, really passionate about that team, and they're all Ravens fans, and they've got an electric MVP caliber player. they got a team that can win the division, and they got a team that's going to be in the postseason every year. Like, w- what do you do? They're not going to win a championship the way they're constructed right now. They're not probably top. Three in the in the AFC, I I feel pretty comfortable saying that. So so what do you just sit and hope that like you go on a Giants type? I mean, you go on a Baltimore Ravens type run with that defense,
3: carry them to a championship. You know, with Joe fucking Flacco as the quarterback, like what do you do? I think they just got absolutely snake bitten before the year started. You lose J.K. Dobbins, who I wouldn't even say was a star, Mm. but a a good running back. He's good for twelve hundred yards, I'd say. Okay, and then you lose Marcus Peters, who. Not really a resurgence in Baltimore, but he's doing as Marcus Peters. Yeah, but bit. you're
2: looking at you're not looking at this big picture. You're not looking, look, look at, how how have they exited the postseason the past couple of years? I mean, they just do not look like a team that can get over the hump of the divisional round.
3: I just think that this year they they really did take a hit. I think they did. I mean, you, I, it's it's Jimmy true. Smith. You lose. I mean, it's just you lost players. I mean, I don't know. Calais Campbell somehow the ag- ageless uh, freak of nature still playing at an almost Pro Bowl level, but it just did not. It's not going to be able to come together for him because they don't have enough of their. Key, we talked about this earlier, key game-changing players that are going to be on the field.
2: Big game. Uh, Buffalo-Miami actually is a big game because uh, the Bills dropped that first game of the season. Uh, San Francisco-Philadelphia is more interesting than I thought that it was going to be. Uh, The Colts could could start the season 0-2. They're playing the Rams. That's a very tough matchup. What else? Um... Trying to see if there's anything else jumping off the page here. Oh, Tampa Bay and Atlanta. That's going to really be a barn burner. And then the Minnesota Vikings can start the season 0-2 very easily. They're playing the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, there's some good games this week. Ooh, Chargers-Cowboys. That's a good one right there. And huge game for the Titans. Humongous game for the Titans against a really tough opponent on the road in Seattle. They're, they're going to start that fucking year 0-2. I don't know what happens after that.
3: I don't know what happens after that. I, I don't know. Seattle's defense is uh, they're, they're weak on the inside. I agree. They're a little, they're a little soft on the inside there
2: going on the road after looking they look completely lost last week tennessee did on both sides of the football i believe you said they looked unprepared i would agree with that hopefully they've been able to pull together in a week from now all right there's some good games on the dock and we'll be talking about them all next week of course on the chad duke show again if you'd like to subscribe go to show. Com tour. We had a bunch of uh, fun shit that happened this week on the show. We like to give you a little taste of it on this free little sample. It's a little sampler platter. You get the buffalo wings. You get the jalapeno poppers. You get the potato skins. You know what's the, the key to a good potato skin too, two tours? I like potatoes. But if you're making potato skins, I feel like a lot of times they try to fool you. With what the potato skin actually is, by having way too much potato. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I'm glad you under
3: you you've noticed that also. Yeah, yeah
2: because it adds weight and it adds girth, and you're like, oh, this is going to be really good," but then you get through the you know half an inch of cheese and bacon, and then you get to an inch and a half of just white bland potato. Um, I feel like a lot of people try to run that gimmick and get away with it.
3: The uh, yeah, you you should. It shouldn't just be a baked potato that you're eating. It mm-hmm. should be. Pretty much like a layered dip. Crispy.
2: I want it to be crispy. I want it to be thin, almost like a scalloped potato. And the deeper, the better, so they can put more shit in it. Yeah. And I don't need people to get creative with the potato skin. Like they're doing that with deviled eggs now, where that's got to be pickled, and we're going to add this, and Mm. rosemary, and we're going to have truffle oil. Fuck you. Give me a fucking half of an egg hollowed out with the mustard and the good shit. And if you want to put a little pickle jalapeno on top, I ain't going to be mad at you for that. Throw a little Tabasco in it, whatever. But you don't really need to fuck with the potato
3: skin all that much. No, there's a lot of it you could just keep it simple and that's not a bad thing i think that the potato skin you know simple it's it's definitely it's underrated but it can go wrong easily if you do not if you undercook the potato then you're just eating a, just a, uh. a undercooked it's potato. a
2: lot of times if the potato feels undercooked when you get into it if you got one of those big thick potato skins but anyway that's what this show is it is your appetizer trio back before pizzeria uno's was an unmitigated disaster that was my go-to i'd go there and get the appetizer sampler oh Absolutely delicious. You wonder why I have the weight problems that I have now. <laughs> so we did uh,
3: what? We had the yam bag. What else? We had uh, the Ask Shoot voice. Whipped cream. We had a good. We Graham, had a good of Cross. And then uh, a show member uh, threw out his back and was donned a new name uh, Giuseppe Pizzo. <laughs> We, is the debut of Giuseppe Pizzo covered? For the for the uh, non-subscribers, you guys are going to learn about the the lore of Giuseppe Pizzo on this show.
2: Yeah, we, he was actually we just found him. He was created in his uh, he is now canon. He is now Chad Duke Show canon. One of our new newest characters that we've debuted here, Giuseppe Pizzo. You have to download him when you when you get the update on your phone. That character will be downloaded into your into your database. All right, you have all that coming for you next. And see, look, see, it's fresh
3: stuff and it's it's best of stuff. You see how we do here. It's the Chad Duke Show. Big shoot is gaming and he wants you to be a part of it. Head over to Chad Duke Show Gaming on Facebook. Turn on your notifications and you'll know when Shooter is going live. Tune in to see big finishing moves, Tall Vampire Ladies, and Samurai's in Tsushima. Follow Chad Duke Show Gaming to get all the info you need on any of the giveaways that take place as well. Hey everybody, it's Tor, and I just wanted to give all of you listeners a little update. Since you all have been supporting Our sponsor Manscaped so much they have decided to partner with the Chad Duke Show until the rest of the year. So I would love to extend. A hand of gratitude towards you all for deciding to either purchase the Manscaped 4.0 trimmer. If you were on for the show since uh, March, you were, I guess, with the 3.0 trimmer. So big thanks to you and being there since the genesis of this partnership. Uh, and then I know a lot of you have gotten the ball conditioner, the ball deodorant, the exfoliators, the colognes, the nose hair trimmers. It's It's been a great outpour of support from all of you all. And if you have not done so yet, I can only encourage you to go to manscaped.com and browse through all of their products. They're all top quality, they're all efficient, they won't break down on you, and you're gonna end up smelling good if you get something uh, in the aroma section, if you wanna trim down your hair. All of their grooming products are fantastic. I love the lawnmower 4.0, it's waterproof, it's got a light, so when I'm in the shower, I can take it all down, it's quick, it's simple, it's easy. And I wouldn't be pushing this on you if I didn't have a great code. The code is DUKES, and with that, you get 20% off and free shipping with any purchase that you have on Manscaped.com's website. Manscaped.com, use the promo code DUKES for 20% off and free shipping. Your balls and me, Tor, will thank you. The Chad Duke Show merchandise store is up and running. So click the Shop tab on ChadDukeShow.com for show t-shirts and koozies.
2: Oh, we're sitting there on Saturday night, and it's uh, the first Saturday night in 100 years where it's nice enough to have a bonfire, and I actually closed down the fucking Okta Falls early this year because my life is sad, and there's no more pool, so uh, the fucking um, but it's prime fire pit season. So. Went out back and uh, smoking a little cigar or whatever and having a brew and lighting up the fire. And I do the bit where I uh, collect the cardboard all week tour, like all the cardboard we consume for the week, like oh, yeah. whether it's cauliflower crust pizzas or Boca Burgers, whatever horse shit I'm consuming. Um, they all go into a big box and then I take the box out to the fire pit and I burn it like proper white trash. So um, we're sitting out there and I see what appears to be a 78 year old man. Um, Just the silhouette because it was getting dark. I see him uh, walking into the the, the gate of my backyard and he's going, "Ah, ah, ah, ah," just walking like an old fuck. Just walking like the oldest, angriest fuck you've ever met. Like a guy that would tell you to keep it down if you were like listening to the radio out on the street corner. You know, that, that type of guy. He's up in the fucking window screaming down at you. I know who your father is. Um, and I thought first I thought it was Ant Man, but then I realized it wasn't Ant Man. Then I realized it was Giuseppe Pizzo, who of course, <laughs> yeah, man, Giuseppe Pizzo, Giuseppe Pizzo, yeah, Giuseppe Pizzo. It was uh, Ant Man <laughs> who had thrown his back out, so he was walking around like he was ninety years old, <laughs> completely. Because you know, Ant Man usually walks with like his belly out. He swings his arms like this. Yeah. He was completely hunched forward and his arms were rigid at his side. He's just going, oh, oh, oh." and I was like, hey, Giuseppe, how fucking old do you think you are right now? Because this is the worst fucking gate I've ever seen. Oh, you wouldn't believe it, Dukes. My back, my back and my neck and my back. I was like, well, um, how'd you throw your back out? Because, you know, would you you helping Mark with the car or were you? were you stolen some windows? Were you running away from the cops? Like, there's all kinds of different ways that Giuseppe could have fucking hurt himself. Um, how do you think he hurt himself, Tor? Just because I put up a poll on the, on the Facebook page, on facebook.com slash Chad We get quite the response. I don't know if you counted how many comments there were, but I think it was well over 100 the last time I checked. Uh, not all of them were all that complimentary, by the way. Some of the, uh, the, and some of them were actually spot on as to how he actually injured himself. I would say getting out of bed
3: okay i would say he tried to get up and i I don't know what type of mattresses yet he has i'm assuming it's relatively soft because he wants to be cushy well he's soft and then that soft on soft yeah he's the softest person we've ever met i think he tried to roll up and then he tweaked it
2: could be like maybe he tried to get out of bed before like 11 30 in the in the morning it's probably something that it could have happened that way but it didn't happen that way um here's where it's funny he didn't even hurt his back lifting baseball cards mm-hmm. he hurt his back leaning forward to pick up a baseball card that is how he threw his back out <laughs> he leaned forward to pick up a baseball card and he said my back exploded dukes <laughs> we have audio of man. man's back giuseppe's back actually what was great is Giuseppe forgets that he hurt his back, so every once in a while he'll just be walking around like normal until he realizes you're looking at him, and then he goes back to being all hunched over. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, it was so great. And then what I knew is as soon as I saw Giuseppe sit down, he I knew that he wasn't going to be getting any wood for the fire or going to get beers down in the cooler. I just knew that he was just going to sit for the rest of yeah. the <laughs> evening and be handed taquitos, which is exactly what actually happened for him. Uh, so it made for some good entertainment, and then uh, I was bullied into him coming over to my house again for a second time on Sunday night. Like I was ready to, we went up to a bar to watch the games, and uh, uh, we watched both the one o'clock and the four o'clock game, and like that's kind of enough, you know. Let's let's go home, and then everyone said, "Now we're all coming back to your place to watch the eight o'clock game." And I was like, "All right, I guess, I guess that's what we're doing." So. Quite the weekend, indeed. Uh, Of course, I'm Chad Dukes. There is the Great Falls Sasquatch, the Hooting Colossus, as they call him, the um, Goliath Grouper, uh, the Gigantor. Hello, Tor. How are you?
3: I'm doing uh, pretty good. My back is still intact. My neck and my back. So that's pretty good. A question on that. When he was reaching for the baseball card, did he indicate whether he was sitting or standing? Sitting. Oh. Sitting. He
2: was sitting, reaching forward to weigh something that weighs less than an ounce.
3: So it would be... All right. I got to put it. So it would be... Sorry. It's a bit... visual so
2: he's sitting yeah that's forward, exactly how he pantomimed his, his back exploded is again what he said exploded is what is uh it's fucking insane like the uh phoenix cardinals offense is what his
3: back was like the other day it was absolutely unknown. make sure you sign up for the chad duke show mailing list on chaddukeshow.com be the first to know what's happening on the program and maybe even win a prize or two we promise we won't fill up your inbox with tasteful nudes well we promise we'll truly make an effort not to
2: thank you for all the ask shooting that you guys are doing of course uh, emails and uh, emails faxes and your notes that's what we always do on here and uh voicemails as well tor you like it when i start with the voicemails right i do yes let's start with the no- uh the voicemails um please if you're going to call in uh and leave us a voicemail um, name and where you're from we always appreciate that. A lot of people seem to forget that when they're calling in. So uh, we'd like to be able to have that connection with you. So we'll start with someone that forgot that. Let's go out to Nameless in Nowhere.
1: Boys, love the show. Would also love a Spotify playlist of all the songs from Does This Rock? That Rock. Thanks, guys.
2: Oh, so an additional Spotify playlist. but So even if the fucking songs don't rock, we put them on there? Is that what he's asking for, Tor?
3: I'll comb back through them. There were some that definitely did not rock. One yeah, day. I mean, I don't care. We could do that. I mean, you can start as many Spotify
2: playlists as you want, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can do a "Does This Rock" playlist. I, I, I kind of would enjoy it more if we did. we got to bring back "Does This Rock." By the way, when is the last time we did that? It's been a minute. I'll bring that back next week. Make a note. Make a note. uh Oh. Giant calendar alert! Giant calendar alert! Almost knocked over the candle. Oh, my God, there's light rigging falling down from the fucking ceiling. Tor just whipped out the giant calendar. Uh, Yeah, we'll bring back uh, Does This Rock next week. That's a good idea. Uh, A playlist of all the songs that do rock. I like that. But I do uh, generally, if you guys, um, I don't know how many of you have actually subscribed to it, but we have an official Chad Duke Show Spotify playlist, uh, which you can just search for on Spotify. And I think most of the time if a song rocks on here, I do add it to that.
3: Yeah, a lot of the, if not all the songs that have rocked are on that playlist specifically. I remember down at the beach, I heard almost all of them and yeah. then also at the uh the haunted house in uh in the brew ridge trail when they, when the, uh, oh the haunted house when, right when the playlist was playing there was definitely uh some of the songs that were going through
2: definitely the, the the what is it the thunder rolls cover is on there a lot of um, a lot of stuff that you guys have sent in so that's good yeah keep the dozen rocks coming just because you haven't heard it in a while that means tour is always compiling that fucking list Let's go out to, oh, let's head up to Maine, uh, Clam Chowder. The Clam Man. What is your name? Clam Fan has got to be excited about this one.
1: Dukes and Tor. Great show. Love it. Jay from Maine here. Dukes, two movies I'm not sure I've ever heard you talk about, just curious to see if you like them. Both happen to have uh, Bobby D in them. Uh, first one is Copland, obviously Sly, not a typical Sly Stallone movie, uh, but great cast. And then the other one is Ronin, um, a, a pretty good cast in that one. but. I seem to be, I just love those two movies, go-to movies when I'm feeling like garbage. Just two really good movies. Um, wondering if you've ever seen them and what your thoughts on those two. Thanks, dudes. Bye. Dudes! I haven't been called
2: dudes in a minute. That takes me back. LaVar and Dudes. That's the way it went. We used to get callers that would call in from like Winchester uh, tour and they would call and say, what up, V A R N Dudes? <laughs> V-A-R-N-D-U-T-E-S. It was all like one fucking word. Varn That was one of my favorites. I've seen both of those films, sir. Uh, Copland is good, not great. Uh, It is one of those movies that gets better as you watch it over time. Ray Liotta is excellent in Copland. Harvey Keitel is very Harvey Keitel in Copland. Uh, Let's see who else is in that movie. Michael Rappaport is in that movie. Uh, Robert Patrick is in that movie. And uh, yeah, Sly Stallone kind of plays like this uh, dumpy... Small town cop that gets like rejected by like these elite cops. Basically, the the premise of the movie, Torres, you should watch it. I mean, everybody should watch Copland. Um, it is a a town outside of New York where only cops live, right? And like Harvey Keitel is like the bigwig, the leader of the. I think the Manhattan Police, they might they're NYPD, they're NYPD is what they are. Yeah. And Sly Stallone is the sheriff of that town, so there's just there's no crime at all clearly um but what he finds out is that how did all these cops figure out a way to buy all this property and and make their own town and then there's some chicanery and there's an attempted murder involved and it's it's not bad like it's it's a good movie but with that cast uh I think you expect it to be great. Um, I don't think it's a great movie, but definitely worth watching. Definitely worth watching and checking out with some pretty unique. Before I mean, it's coked out Ray Liotta waving a pistol around. I mean, I don't, I don't know about you. I could watch that all day, every day. And it's kind of him when he's still looking like Henry Hill. Yeah. Um. And then you know Stallone at the end is wielding a shotgun. So how can you? How, you can't go wrong with that. So it's a good movie. I like that movie. Uh, Ronan. This is going to shock, I think, some people. I'm not a big car chase guy. Uh, As much as I love The Dukes of Hazzard as a kid, like when I think it's why the Fast and the Furious movies have never really resonated with me. Um, Car chase is usually for me, unless it's the Blues Brothers. Blues Brothers car chase, because those are hilarious. Those are comedy car chases. But um, whenever there's like an extended scene in John Wick where he's driving around in his car, I usually go get a beer. You know, it's. I don't know why. I like cars, I like action movies. It's just not for me. And Ronan is about. I would say seventy percent car chase, ah. um, and there's no ending to it. It's one of those movies where there's no end, um, which I don't appreciate. But it's not bad. Uh, it's it's you know it's got a good cast. It's it's in a foreign in countries. There's not some fu- decent violence in it. It's Bobby at the height of his powers. So yeah, not a bad movie, but not one of my favorites. Is what I would say.
3: No file on it either. You haven't heard? Have you heard of either one of those? Uh, I believe I've heard you mention Copland once in passing.
2: Really? Yeah. Jean Renault uh, is also in that movie. He's excellent as well. I'm trying to think out who else is in that fucking... I think Sean Bean. That was in that run where Sean Bean was in every fucking movie that you could possibly make. Of course, Double of Six and GoldenEye. Have you seen that? No. I'm going to go fuck myself. Still in Skarsgård as well. He's fucking awesome. Man, you should, like, you should do... I know like, what you like to do is go home and then just like beat off and just look in the mirror and, and fucking think about how great you are. But like, I think at some point you should interact with the rest of the world. You think that might be a good idea?
3: I'll, I'll try to work. Send creepy that.
2: fucking texts to chicks like those ones that I saw you. By the way, have you talked to her since you told her she was going to get that dick? Well, I was good. Gonna...
3: Sorry, last Saturday.
2: <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. How'd that go? Went uh, well. How many times did it go well?
3: Uh, a couple, you know, more than. More it was for the
2: first time, right? Yeah. So, how many total now? This time, um, still under ten. Okay, but that mean could have well, that could it, mean I, five. I, think, I believe it was three. Wow. She's insatiable. You're going to get this dick is what you said. Yeah, that was weird. You also said some other stuff that I'm hoping you'll let me reveal at some point. No, no, At some point, can I reveal it on the show? No, 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 no. What if we made a shirt for the event that said you're going to get this dick dash gigantor? Can't
3: do that. (laughs) Can't do it. Can't coach can't win, win, I
2: them. hope your parents don't come out to that one. That would be a bad. One. Are they making any plans or anything? Th- my
3: dad's fishing.
2: Th- oh, yes. Like, yeah. Oh my god! The Sasquatch clan's coming out again. They didn't learn enough the first time. I think it's just my pops. All right. I'm, that, trying,
3: to, I'm trying to make sure it's that just that might my be pops.
2: okay. I mean, if Sis wants a lot of attention, tell her to come back out again. She'll get a lot of attention out there. That was st- I'm still uncomfortable about that. Um, all right, I hope I hope I answer that uh, to that person's uh, specifications. Let's head out to Sackdown, baby, do the Sacramento dance. Oh,
0: so Duke, I have a question for you. How do you feel about a large, soft pretzel as opposed to the dots pretzels that you mentioned? And I believe uh, the worst things, you, you said the worst ones were Snyder's pretzels, perhaps. But anyway, what do you think of the large Soft pretzel, is it for Rube's? Uh, Brad, Sacramento.
1: Hmm.
2: Um. That's an odd question. I would say that a large soft pretzel has very little to do with a bag of just. It's not Snyder's or Rolled Gold or any of those. I don't like. I think regular standard pretzels are very boring. I don't know why so many people dig them. I think they were good when you had two options to where you had peanuts or you had pretzels and when you went to the bar they would put a free bowl of whatever that is out there for you to get bacteria um we have so many other snacking options now i do enjoy dipping pretzels into queso Urgh. i don't know if a lot of people do that but whenever i make my famous dip which by the way i do need to release my uh recipe again for the football season. Um, I always get a bag of either pretzel rods or the uh, big loopy pretzels because when everyone, everyone else is using like fucking Tostitos or whatever. I like dipping the pretzels in because they're salty. But um, a soft pretzel is one of the greatest. I don't even know what you would characterize it as. Snack, and appetizer? What would you call that? Ballpark food? Yeah. When, when they give you like the little cup of like the stone ground mustard and mm. then the little cup of the, the queso, the nacho cheese. And you just go back and forth dipping that. I mean, that's one of the greatest snacks the world has ever known. It's a great 1 p.m.
3: kickoff food. Perfect. It's perfect.
2: And it doesn't get you all fucked up. Like, a lot of times, you're eating a big chili cheese dog or fucking eating some disgusting thing watching a football game. You're going to be full and bloated. You want to take a nap. Like, you can eat a couple of them pretzels, and you're going to be fine. Yeah.
3: they're. You know, they... Mustard, I'd say, is my one. But of course, I, I've also grown on the 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 queso as a side. Also,
2: you need the spicy mustard, but I'm also not offended, even if they just give you like a handful of those mustard packets. Yeah. You know, even the yellow mustard on it. They got to be salted though. Have you ever had an unsalted big soft pretzel? Yeah, for fucking the fucking sucks. birds is who that's for. And I've also become a little bit more of a fan of the um, the pretzel balls or the pretzel nuggets as yeah, well, yeah, yeah. like movie theater food. Those always come with the nacho cheese. I feel like if you go to a movie theater and get those, no, there's nothing wrong with that, sir. I mean, if it's a, if it's, a, if, it's a, if it's the food of a rube, I'm Ronnie Rube right here. That's what they call me, Tor. Ronnie Rube is what people they murmur when I walk past them in the hallway when I'm going to take a big shit. Um, let's go out to our, oh, our guy B and A is going to be out here. Hopefully, he doesn't be in my A.
0: Chad, Brendan, and Ashburn here. What the fuck? Me and my buddies are pretty excited about uh, your new film, Capolingo, coming up. Are there any plans to have a local event for the premiere that maybe uh, supporters of the show could be involved with and show up and view the film with you? Oh. All right. Have a good day. Thank you.
2: Yeah, man. like That was... Uh, I actually was talking to Dylan. I didn't text Dylan back. Motherfucker. I hate it when people don't text me back, and I didn't text him back yesterday. Um, I was talking about that with Dylan when he was up here. Uh, I'd love to do something like that. I don't know. I saw... Did you see I was in Deadline? What? Yeah, <laughs> they put a big. Uh, there's a big story, and uh, we should. Po- should we post it on the, Should we post it somewhere? I don't know, man. That's not a good idea.
3: Was that like a? I saw an article with. Yeah, it, that like was whole, it. Oh yeah. So like they did a whole thing. They're like um, they're like uh,
2: John Hader film wraps Tapawingo. and then uh, I was like, okay, cool. Like he's on the front there with Jay, and like they're doing a little scene, and I uh, clicked on it, and uh, there's a big picture of me. And it says also starring Chad Dukes. Like, I'm the last name on there, but I'm in there, oh. which, which is kind of cool. So, yeah, I mean, it says they wrap production. I haven't spoken to anyone about that, so I don't know what the timetable is. I'd love to do that. I don't know the parameters. I don't know how you do it. I, uh, and I, I don't have any control over it as well. But if there was a way for us all to get together and uh, watch the film, first of all, I am orca fat in this thing like i've been looking over some of the footage recently and i'm really fat now but like i, I maybe it's because i'm shaved i don't know what it is i look i look really bad so um that's going to be a bummer for me i'm not going to enjoy it i've already resigned myself to i'm going to be sad the whole time that happens but i'm always sad anyway so it doesn't matter <laughs> okay. but i would like to sit around with a bunch of listeners and maybe see a screening of it um so yeah brandon i, I as soon as i have more information on that i will definitely uh convey it to you guys and uh Tap-a-Wingo is, I think it's tapawingo Film on Instagram if you want to follow them. They they do pictures and updates all the time over there. You can check that out. Alright. You look like you had something to say, but then you have anything to say.
3: I I wanna see this film alone. What? I wanna see it I wanna see it alone. What does that mean? <laughs> it's a weird thing to say. I'll see it with you? Uh us two? You trying to BRL on me? What are you or, talking about? Or I'll see it alone. <laughs> Why don't you want to see it with people? Because I I want this to be about you. I don't want to have any. I don't want anybody be. Uh, I have enough that's about I just, me. I'm I, fine. I just want it to be all about you. <laughs> there's there's a lot that's all about me. I'm good, bro. What is the real reason? I don't understand this. Take. I want it to be a good experience for everybody. Oh, you mean... <laughs> I don't want any listeners to come or, coming around. You're going to say when to people tell me how fucking
2: disgusting I look, I, I, you're, just, you think I, my, my feelings are going to be hurt? I want it all to just be positive. Well, that is impossible. And I
3: don't want to be a part of a
2: negative <laughs> I've seen the, I've seen the footage. It is impossible for me to feel good about it. Now, I, I I think if people laugh and they enjoy the film, I will feel good about that and being a part of it. Right. But it'll just be disgust. I'll just feel disgust with myself, which, I, you know, I, you can relate to that, motherfucker. Of course. All right, well, get out of here.
3: Film every morning before practice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I should just throw myself out this window. Oh my god! Only I'll leave too big of an indention in the concrete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, man. When I get up. I'm like, oh, I can't believe I got up again. This is fucking bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that. I've had some, a couple of those morning conversations with myself. You gotta get out of your system. You're not married because you can't let your wife know that you have those conversations. <laughs> God, Christ! I was hoping I wouldn't get up this morning. Fuck! <laughs> Gotta get that all out of the system before she gets up. I <laughs> uh, said, "Oh, is this one of those angry ones you're telling me about?
3: Not that angry, but it's definitely one of them."
2: Let's head up to. Uh, I didn't know we had listeners in Boston. Is
3: this our only listener in Boston uh, so far? Okay,
2: let's head up to Bean Town.
0: Hey Jeff, this is David. Currently living in Boston, um, this Titans thing has simply gone too far. Mm. Um, I've kept quiet until now, but I just can't keep silent any longer. When I saw your post of you wearing the hat with the Titans logo, I thought to myself, you know, I would rather him just spit in my face. (laughs) Um, I want to read you a post written almost exactly a year ago from a DC celebrity. Once more into the fray, I barely remember a time when my football team was respectable. That doesn't make them any less my football team. I love them as I love my family. If you're a Cowboys fan, I kid you not when I tell you to get the fuck off my Facebook page. I turned 41 this year. I'm happy to have spent those 41 years cheering for the Washington Redskins, like my father and his father before him. If it's an only 16 season or they win the Super Bowl, none of that changes. Hail to the Redskins. Very dramatic. That was written by, oh shit, wait, I just had in front of me. Um, oh yeah, I remember it was Chad Dukes. <laughs> We just want you to come home, Chad. The light's on. The bed's warm. Just please come home. <laughs>
2: Is that it? That was funny. Very dramatic. Very dramatic. Uh, I did write that. I uh, I generally put something like that, uh post like that up uh, before each football season because it, it generally goes very badly. Um, yeah, I hear you, bud. Um, I got a Star Wars tattoo. It's right here. I'm looking at it. It's on my left shoulder. I don't like Star Wars anymore. You know, there was a time in my life where I loved Star Wars so much that I was willing to have it tattooed on my body. And now I haven't watched the last three Star Wars movies. Um, this is different. And I understand what you're saying. I've, I've you know, I've taken some j- jibs and jabs, and like some of this stuff is tongue in cheek. Um, but I was talking about this actually last night on the, uh, the gaming stream tour. I think this is about way more. There's a confluence of factors happening here. First of all, I'm embarrassed. I- I've never been embarrassed by the Redskins losing ever, ever not once. If anything, it only solidified me being more of a fan because I knew in my heart that meant I was a true fan. I was a real fan. I'm not leaving the Redskins because they lose. Of course they lose. That's a given. They're losers. They've been losers my entire adult life. I remember seeing them win a Super Bowl. I can't tell you much about it because I was a fucking child. But I don't need my team to win Super Bowls to win. I do need them to not be embarrassing. Um, And they're embarrassing. They're an embarrassing organization right now for a multitude of reasons. I I won't get into it um, because I don't want to piss anybody off, but I'm embarrassed by the way they've conducted themselves. Um, I'm fucking tired of it. So that that's part of it. The the other part of it is, um, I I don't really. That's uh, gonna be a little too re- real, but I don't think it, I've at all come close to scratching uh, the trauma of what happened to me. And I I kind of just kept hammering on this entire time without even really taking a good long hard. Look at it. I, I lost something that I worked for my entire life. It's the only thing I ever wanted to do. And uh, it, it all went away. And you could say you deserve it, you piece of shit, or you could say, yeah, that's bullshit. I don't, it doesn't really matter. What happened, happened. And then I, you know, I think that so much of my identity with doing that gig was wrapped up in talking about the team. And most of the reason why people, let's be honest, I don't really know what I'm talking about. I'm not a great football analyst. But I had a lot of passion because it was my team. I wasn't bullshitting. you know. I wasn't doing a fucking act. And I think that came across as very genuine. I think that's why I had listeners that identified with me. But it is very difficult for me to separate what happened to me with the team. And with carrying and covering uh, the team. And I think that those two factors have kind of pushed into some sort of hodgepodge. And I don't have, you know... I don't know. I just don't have as much of a reason anymore to carry that burden i i still love football um and i love the state of tennessee doogie b was getting on me last night because like oh nashville's for fucking pussies blah 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 blah. yeah i get it but like uh i got a reason to root for that team it's also an afc team so you know, i'm not rooting against my i don't know i am still i've worked myself into a shoot I, I have officially done that i when i first started this i will 100 percent relent to you that it was a bit and i thought it was going to be a funny bit and now it's not a bit. Now I'm a Titans fan and I'm not a Redskins fan. And that's, that's the first time I've said that. And it's, you know, if you're a civilian listening to this, you'd say that's who gives a fuck who you rooting. That is a very big deal for me personally. Um, but there's just, all I can tell you is you can always bust my balls about it. Like, it's a funny fucking thing to voicemail to send in. I'm not going to be too emotional about it. But I I do think a lot of it is tied into me I don't know how to, I, I probably need to go speak to somebody professionally uh, to try to work through some of my emotion that I haven't, it's, you know, it's, you know what it's like to, There's this, um, there's this city in uh, Pennsylvania where there is an active like coal fire that is underneath the surface. And when you're driving through this town, you can just see like steam leaking out. And this is a sloppy analogy, but that's, I know there's a lot of shit buried down about what happened to me because i've never addressed it and i've never cried about it and i've never fucking raged about it and i've never screamed at anybody about it i've just kind of kept on working because i think languishing in your own bullshit is not the right thing to do i think keep fucking swinging the axe is the way to go about it but i know it's fucking there and i think the way that it's manifesting itself the most is that this now has become a passion for me and it's almost a way of childishly lashing back at you know that whole time in in my life combined with the fact that i've, I've often had run very hot and cold on a, on a multitude of, of different things that i was very passionate about i don't give a fuck about anymore so i i don't know it, it, it's way more complex than i thought i'm sorry this sounds very egocentric but it's my fucking show and somebody asked so that's what it is uh and I, I appreciate what you're saying david and i have had lots of people actually send me messages and i told you this story it was very flattering that really care and they really seemed bummed out by the fact that i'm no longer a redskins fan and I, that means a, a great deal to me as well because that that means you you don't know, really care about for some reason my opinion means that much to you which is which is flattering i don't know what's your take on all this you've been here for the width of the, the breadth, and the width of it well, my office hours for the professional talk start from 2 and they go to 2.50. <laughs> I don't know. So you're, you're the most healthy person that I want to fucking... If I find a guy to do that with, you're coming with me. What? And I'm leaving you there why for three I, hours. Why Why? Because you you're a hour. fucking mess and you're 20 fucking three years old. I'm yeah. washed. It's over for me. I'm Tito Ortiz fucking taking that goddamn three-second tan. You're fucking got to live the rest of a life. Carve out some sort of niche for you, for God's sake. You can't just keep fucking that giant redwood tree six times a night. Oh, man, I got to make my peace with the Lord before I you know what I mean. Okay. All right, uh, let's go to uh, why are you fucking so tight? Let's uh, where's Mount Airy? I should know where that is. Do you know where that is? No idea. I don't either. And I feel like I should
1: hey, Chad Dukes, hey, Tor, tour is Zach from Mount Airy, dude. I've listened to you for fucking 12, 15 years. Thank you. Yeah, I remember you always fucking told me, don't go to a fucking skin game anymore. It's a pain in the ass, and it's just not worth it. And for the most part, I listen to that. Well, today, I am driving back from the fucking Chargers game. Should I probably be. blew fucking $500 at the game, and it was a fucking miserable time. And I knew it would be, and I fucking went, because I haven't been in a while, and I was I sold a bill of goods in the offseason, I got excited. I thought they were going to be decent. I was like, fuck it, and the tickets weren't as expensive as they used to be. I was like, fuck it, I'm going. Well, now I'm on the way back. I've got two fucking morons passed out in the back of my truck, and it fucking sucked. I this but kids. i tell you what, there's some good news. Even though these fucking idiots are passed out in my truck right now, I did turn them on to your fabulous fucking podcast. Ah. I played them uh, the show about Taurus little, little escapade, little run-in with that shit from... Tinder or whatever the fuck. Yeah. They laugh their asses off. They are fucking in tears they were laughing so hard. Funny. I told them all about your show. So you like that? You can fucking pay for it. Drop Netflix. Drop your fucking gym membership. Whatever. Fuck all that shit. Pay for this show. You'll laugh your ass off every goddamn day. My favorite fucking thing every day is listening to the Chad Duke show. And I think I convinced uh, these two drunks to uh, pay up. And if not, they're not my friends anymore. Fuck them. Anyway, keep doing what you're doing. I fucking love you guys.
2: Oh, that was great. (laughs) That was a tremendous voicemail. I saw that was a minute 45. I was like, Tor's lost his mind, but all of that was vital. It came
3: in at two minutes 45. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) yeah. Tor, have you been to (laughs) to a Ratskin's game? Uh, I have been to a couple. Uh, My first one uh, was that... Skins Cowboys game where the the Cowboys went back and won it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Field goal. Yeah. Sitting behind a lady with a with a whale tail, and I was pretty good. Sure. And I think I was about ten years old. Okay. So that was a pretty good experience. I think
2: I was at that game. It's weird that we both were at that game. You were ten, and I was fucking drunk, probably up in the four hundred <laughs> section. Um, whale tail. You fucking stink. Um. I it was all out. It was a new thing for me. I understand. <laughs> I know what it means. Um. I'm not hating when I tell you it's the worst thing you can possibly do. Going to a Redskins game is an absolutely miserable experience. That's why a guy like Tailgate Ted, who seems like a real nice guy, seems to be well adjusted. And I get it. I think he gets his, you know, he gets some nice attention out there because he's a hell of a chef and he can make all the food and everybody loves him. But actually physically going into the game, experiencing that environment, watching that team lose, I think it's probably an okay environment if you're any other team's fans you're not going to get beat up you're not going to get heckled you're going to be able to just completely you're going to be a little derrick henry josh norman action to all the redskins fans um y- you know you're going to be there with a lot of your fellow fans that you know you don't have to go back to your home your shit home state to fucking go to see your shit team for i think it's probably pretty great but the traffic the location the facility there isn't one good thing out of throwing the football around in the parking lot and drinking for free out there, that I can tell you is worthwhile. And I've I've gotten these stories from people over the years toward they're like, well, it can't be as bad as I remember. And then they go back and they're like, oh yeah, it's it's as bad as I remember. So sorry, sir. And I guarantee you spent five hundred bucks to watch your team lose and you have left unsatiated. I'll tell you that much. Uh, but thank you for the kind words and thank you for turning uh, people on to the show. Again, you can use that free episode uh, that we do on Fridays to give people a little taste and hopefully get the hooks into them. Um, All right, we have one more? Yeah, one more. One more. Uh, Let's go to... Ooh, Olney, Maryland, home of Johnny Cakes
1: Ovil. What's up, Big Shoot, King Slab? This is Mike from Olney. Wanted to get your thoughts on the new Sopranos prequel movie coming out next month, The Many Saints of Newark. Have you checked out the latest trailer? Are you looking forward to the movie? I know you've spoken about The Sopranos in the past. Were you a big fan of the original series? I'm curious to see if young Tor has any file at all on The Sopranos.
2: That's an interesting question. You ever spent any time with The Sopranos?
3: I haven't. I've been uh, yelled at for not doing so. All I've been told is the greatest show of all time. It's not. Uh, I've. I know people love it. I've. I've actually seen people start watching The Sopranos, and I've. Uh, just been in group chats with them where that becomes all they talk about. Sure. And that becomes kind of their identity. And they just start jacking it into their own mouth. And I'm like, okay, I'm sure it's a good show, but I see what it's doing to you and that you're putting me off a little bit like i I still have to hold off a little bit because i can't do the whole i'm into the sopranos bit i feel that way
2: i feel that way about the wire uh people are just so over the top with their insistence that and and they just they get into that weird zone where like it becomes part of their identity um so i i've watched probably three episodes of the wire i've I've been told a million times i'll like it but i i just i can't get into it um I, i watched the sopranos as it was happening i watched it live unfold uh I remember being into it. I remember, I remember thinking it was lazier than everyone else did. Like there's placeholder episodes. It took years in between seasons. I remember having a lot of animosity towards the way they were putting the shows out there. There's a bunch of weird, gross shit that happens in the Sopranos as well. Um, I don't. This movie's gonna be woke as fuck. I, I have no desire to see it at all. Um, I, I. None of these movies that are made after Breaking Bad and. Deadwood. i mean go down the list of they've tried this with so many this doesn't work i don't know why i don't think they know what they want to be if it's a prologue or a fucking sequel or just an extension um yeah i'm really excited about the dexter bit but dexter's gonna be 10 episodes you know it's gonna be another season so yeah i i'm sorry if you're looking for me to be excited about this i'm not at all um And I'm also dubious of just casting the guy's kid to play him. Like, is he a good actor? Like, I don't know. I haven't heard him do anything before this. But, um, nah, I probably would just go back and watch, uh, you know, Goodfellas or one of my favorite casino, one of my favorite mob movies before watching this.
3: Uh, One Sopranos clip that has almost drawn me in about a hundred times is... Uh, Tony's dad telling him he d- never had the makings of a varsity athlete. Okay, and that—that that hits home for you. I've laughed with my teeth out at that scene with the old man holding that to uh, to his son when he's forty. Is it—is it
2: because you think that's going to happen to you when you're forty? <laughs>
3: I just thought it was really, really funny. Yeah, yeah. I haven't, I haven't looked into it. Yet. Oh, I think
2: maybe into, you don't need to look that it. deeply into it. The dad is screaming at his child about his athletic ability. I don't really think you got to get a post hole digger to get down at that nerve.
3: I did okay. I thought it was funny. I did okay.
2: You have to laugh or you'll cry. Huh? Tears of a clown. I understand that. Clown tour. That's a new tour that I just came up. I don't with. like clown tour. I don't like him either. But he shows up here every goddamn day.
3: Hey, everyone, if you haven't become a Facebook supporter of The Chad Duke Show or want more information, head to Chad Duke Show on Facebook and click the Supporter Hub tab. It's $5 a month. You'll get access to all the video content from our bonus shows and Friday night boot Manny's.
2: Just a little taste of what you can get all week long. Highbrow humor like that. Uh, Sophisticated analyses and content of... uh, current events and the current state of the world. That's what we can buy on the Chad Duke show. You can subscribe right now chaddukeshow.com. Get more of this and uh, you ever heard a radio guy say we're going to make you smarter? You ever hear that? No. They I know a couple. Oh. Start the show. We're going to try to make you smarter today. Really? You're you're going to make me smarter. Um I am not attempting to make you smarter. I am uh, attempting to distract you for a couple hours a day. Uh, just long enough so you won't think about the crushing bearing of the fact that we're all going to die. Maggots are going to eat our brain, and we will cease to exist. And, of course, in five to ten years' time, everyone will forget that we ever existed, which is the way it goes. All right, so uh, I always like to leave people with that. when we Some sort of, you know, enlightening notion going into the weekend so they can enjoy themselves. Um, I read these quotes, Tor. So I, are you aware of um, – you probably aren't aware of this. You don't watch movies. Um Kevin Smith, you know who he is? I do, yeah. Not our Kevin Smith. Yeah, the director. Yeah, he's cl- clerks and Mallrats and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, did you know he directed a movie with Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan? It's called Cop Out? No, I did not. I, know I believe it was supposed out. to be called Two Dicks, and then the movie studio freaked out, and they had to name it Cop Out, uh, But which is kind of funny, though, because they copped out on the name, so mm-hmm. it was named Cop Out. But um, I never saw it. Uh, it was not reviewed well, um, but... Kevin Smith is one of those guys kind of like, I mean, I'm not comparing myself to his level of success, but he's kind of like me and I'm kind of like him in that you don't have a lot of secrets like you fucking you're kind of an open book. You know, you've said a lot and he does so many podcasts, you know, and so many appearances and he does spoken word tours and he's just constantly orating. Uh, It's really unbelievable, like how much time he can fill with the spoken word Uh, and I'm a fan of his. he has been telling these stories. If you go on YouTube and you type in Kevin uh, Kevin Smith, Bruce Willis, you know he's been pretty upfront about. Uh, I think he did it on ONA A too, where about what an asshole he thought Bruce Willis was to work with, which is a bummer because if you're of a certain age and you like movies, I don't know how you can't be a Bruce Willis fan. I mean, he's just in. Everything is great. You know, every, he just does great stuff. And if, who doesn't love Die Hard and, you know, Unbreakable. And then you go down the list of fucking movies that Bruce Willis has been in. Pulp Fiction. You're like, he's an icon. like He's a movie star. Like I don't know they make movie stars like him and Stallone, that whole Planet Hollywood crew. Like, he's one of those fucking guys. And I'm sure when you're that famous, people can think you're being an asshole when you're just X, Y, and Z protecting yourself. But um, they, they apparently did not get along on set. Uh, this this I go to this movie blog, and um, they had the, these quotes come from Bruce Willis's representation. Now, I don't know what that means, but his camp claimed Kevin Smith, quote, smokes way too much pot, sat behind his monitor, did interact with the actors, and the actors felt like they were on their own. Now, I don't know when this was said. That's the problem with these articles, is it does... I've read the thing twice, and it doesn't say that, but Kevin Smith... He's got a book coming out. So I guess he's doing a, a media tour and he went on with Mark Marin. and he had this quote, quote, I dealt with every actor who wanted to be dealt with on set. If I was smoking so much weed, how did I manage not only to bring the film in on schedule, but under budget, I was supposed to be so stoned. How could I shoot all day and then edit the film myself all night? Yes. What a big fat, lazy, <laughs> unethical stoner. I must be. Um, he characterized working with, uh, Bruce Willis as soul crushing. And he said, um, a lot of people are going to be like, oh, you're trying to blame the movie on him. Kevin Smith said, but I had no fucking help from this dude whatsoever. Kind of weird because, um, you know, I recently did that bit where I was, you know, lucky enough to be in a movie um, and see, and this was, is this was a small movie, small budget movie I was in, but just see the scope of making a movie and how many working fucking parts there are and how many different people are like contingent on someone else doing their job and i saw firsthand if one person wasn't playing ball it can fucking throw everything especially if that person has power like especially if that person is somebody that is on the set either in front or behind the camera that just isn't playing ball it can fuck everything up so it's interesting to see this um and it's also interesting because you haven't heard anyone else say this about kevin smith and i i think that if you were just looking at him and you're gonna say let's figure out a way to shit on this guy you'd say oh he smokes pot and he's lazy but i just just because he's been overweight most of his life he's not now by the way and he does smoke a bunch of weed i mean the guy works incessantly like he works non-fucking-stop he is never not moving forward um and so i just don't think that that works and it's also a bummer though Tor, because you want to like Bruce Willis, like you want to thank Bruce Willis, is because he's kind of an everyman. He's not. When you watch a Bruce Willis action movie, it's not like watching a Steven Seagal action movie where nobody's touching Steven Seagal. Yeah, but he's gonna waltz through that fucking movie. He's gonna break everybody's arms and fucking throat chop everyone. No one's gonna get near him. Bruce Willis was the guy that he's getting you know the shit kicked out of him for two and a half hours. And then he figures out a way to fucking you know pitch Hans off the top of Nakatomi Tower. Um, and so for whatever reason, I mean, that's stupid. It's stupidity if you're an adult and you sit there and think that what he's doing fictitiously has anything to do with what he is in real life. But it's always a bummer. Like, I don't want to believe that to be true of Bruce Willis. Um, but I also, if I'm kind of like breaking down this argument, it doesn't, I, I would tend to side with the guy that's made, you know, a billion movies and never had anybody accuse him of laziness or smoking too much pot or whatever it is. Although Bruce Willis has made a billion movies, you don't hear a lot, but I think also a lot of people are scared. Like don't, don't, if you were going to be making movies, right? Or let you work, like, let's say you were going to take a job at Sirius. Okay. You probably wouldn't spend a lot of time shitting on
3: Howard Stern. Yeah, that wouldn't be, that wouldn't be smart.
2: Right. So if you're making movies, I can't imagine you want to spend a lot of time shitting on one of the biggest names to ever fucking walk in front of a camera. So, you know, maybe it's just because he's such a unique dude and that he has like this cult. You know, this fiefdom, this podcast empire that he's built and all this, you know, subculture that he can always rely on that he doesn't need to worry about telling that guy to go fuck himself, even if he's, you know, all rich and powerful and knowing and you don't want to piss off Bruce Willis.
3: I feel like you either you either decide I'm not I'm going to start pissing people off when you either don't have anything right. or when you got a ton of shit like like either yeah. you're trying to make your own name and you're trying to be like, I don't give a fuck about what you're going to say about me. I don't care. Or you're like, I've already done this much. What's going to bother me if I can't do something with you?
2: The book he's got coming out is contributions from J.J. Abrams, Ben Affleck. I mean, just a whole shitload of fucking people. A lot of the people from his movies. I don't know. Uh, Seth Rogen. Um, it just seems like he fucking... There's no, That continues to be something that, as a fan of both of theirs, I go back to and I kind of wish I knew a little bit more about what happened because it also can be a personality thing I mean I have fucking have you ever had that happen where you just bump into somebody and everyone has no problems with them but they just rub you the wrong way oh yeah it happens to me all the fucking time I don't know why that wouldn't happen on something as complex a complex of an entity as the set of a movie um, but it's also crazy man like it's, it's like when we talk about old A bits or old Ron and Fez bits like we're sitting around caring about something that happened ten years ago, you know, wondering about fights and whether or not this bit was fake or this bit was real or they were actually pissed off at each other as for the radio. Like this is all shit that doesn't even exist anymore. Like it wouldn't even exist
3: and we weren't able to find the clips on YouTube. It's weird that people are still into this feud. Yeah, but it sometimes when something like that happens, it just takes you out of, it takes you out of your previous perspective, puts you in a new one, and then you'll start looking at stuff a little bit differently. Like uh it was like when I started listening to O A I didn't know why they broke up or, or that they even did. And then I listened to the fight. I'm like, oh, I got to read to into everything. Fights. <laughs> Fights. By the
2: way, uh, Jamin Davis was the highest-graded defender on Thursday night from your guys at Pro Football Focus. I guess. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I I didn't hear his name called a lot. I mean, I'm sure he played well. I just rem- I don't remember seeing a lot of him. I, I don't remember seeing an enormous amount of impactful plays for a lot of guys in that that defense. So I don't know. No, no we'll have to go back and will have to buck, buck, watch the All 22 and then He's drone endlessly, uh. drone endlessly on about it
3: on social media. Uh. I it actually annoys me that you you know what All 22 is. <laughs> that actually why wouldn't I know what that is? I just that's what annoying people
2: talk about it's all they talk about certainly is all they talk about um all right let's go ahead and remind people that the hootenanny is tonight tour i'm very excited about that uh, it is free you can watch the live stream free on facebook on friday night if you're listening to this on friday it'll be at 7 p.m eastern and if you'd like to watch replays of it hey just become a facebook supporter it's very easy it's only 4.99 a month Uh, It's a nice way to support this show. If you're enjoying the content, it helps us out. And then you get access to our full uh, video back catalog. All right? cool excellent tour good week thank you my friend of course excited for tonight i'm excited for tonight too let's hoot it up and thank you to all of you for listening please use this free podcast as a way to a solicitation you get the hook in them i gotta use a knife for the chemicals um get the people out there and say hey if you 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 know you listen to dukes on the radio back in yesteryear or you're looking for something where we're not talking covid we're not talking politics we're not talking protests we're just fucking having fun because nobody else does that anymore uh, this is a podcast you might want to check out. Shoot him the link to this bad boy. We're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, or everywhere you find your podcastery. If the good Lord is willing, and the creeks don't rise, we'll see each night for the hooch. And you know what I always say, Tor? Times are hard and friends are few. ta to fucking you! Roll out the trash cans.
1: You know what I always say? Times are hard and friends few. ta to fucking you!